Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are dandy. You are listening to Phantasm Podcast. Hey, this is Trevor Sternad. Brian is back from the Black Dahlia murder. I'm Gabriel Warrior. Eric Green from Simple Tour. We're all from Immolation. This is Anthony Michael. We are Gorgasm. This is the creator. This is Ernie C. I'm glad to Turns from suffocation. Join your host, Corey Gorkrest and Dr. Vincent West for exclusive interviews with the sickest bands in metal and more. Head over to cultofantasm.com, the only gravesite for all things horror and death metal. No filler, all killer. Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Sell the metal! What the fuck is up and welcome to the Phantasm Podcast. I am Corey Gorkreis with me, Dr. Vincent West. Hey, how you doing? And we are back in the quarantine saddle uh, for a very special Halloween edition of Phantasm Podcast. And uh, we are streaming courtesy of the free 2B app. Uh, on all streaming devices, pretty sure you can do it on your phone too. So if you guys want to go ahead and follow along uh, with this feature film, Doctor, what do we got here? West Craven, the hills have eyes. What began as a vacation ended as a nightmare. <laughs> the hills have eyes. That was a bad mistake. <laughs> The Hills Have Eyes, the story of an American family who lost everything except the will to survive. The Hills Have Eyes. Nineteen seventy-seven. Uh, a cool thing about this, and this, I think this print on this app might be the Arrow one because it looks decent. It is. Um, which I own, thanks to you, I believe. I think you got this for me. I don't remember. Um, I think I did. But yeah, um, cool thing about this movie is it was actually Wes Craven's homage to Toby Hooper's Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which I didn't know. So he, very, he very much loved that film, and there's a lot of similarities to this movie. Wes Craven was a huge fan of Texas Chainsaw Massacre and wanted to more or less praise uh, Toby Hooper for that. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I'll try to. Yeah, it, it looks pretty good on here on the Tubi app. I'm assuming you know you got to figure how old this movie is. Um, <clears throat> this actually, you know, for those of you who have maybe just seen the remake or any of that kind of shit, you know, the remake's actually not bad for what it is. But um, you know, it's like this is the premise of it basically. For some reason, people listening to us by now have not seen this film. On the way to California, a family has the misfortune to have their car break down in an area closed to the public and inhabited by violent savages ready to attack. Of course, uh, this is the only breakout actor from this whole thing was uh, Dee Wallace, who went on to do Cujo and E.T. She's a very nice woman. Uh, and, you know, Michael Behrman still has a pretty 
okay horror career from this film, so, you know, he's done a lot of shit, you know, wouldn't say breakout star or anything, but he's, he's up there on the icons of horror because of this movie and all the shit he's done after, so, he, he's stuck around. Yeah, absolutely. Um, trying to see, there's something that I read a minute ago. Many of the props in the Farrell family's cave were from Robert A. Burns' previous project, which was Texas Chainsaw Massacre, so that is another parallel to that. Um, the desert locations for the film were extremely rough on the crew. Not only was the rocky terrain difficult to walk, let alone run through, but the temperature would reach up to 120 degrees during the day. After sunset, though, it would drop to a cold 30 degrees in a matter of minutes. So that's fantastic. I think they also had to cram in like these Winnebago's to get around too, because like the shoots were like thirty miles away and shit from civilization. So they had to do a lot of traveling just to get to these shots, you know. Now the inspiration for this movie is actually kind of freaky because, as Wes Craven put it, uh, it was partially inspired by an episode that happened to him while taking a motorcycle trip with his wife. When they stopped in a small Nevada town, a trio of locals shot an arrow past his head and insulted him. When Craven threatened to sue them, he re- they replied they could easily kill him and leave his corpse in a nearby salt mine and no one would ever know. So then he went and wrote this movie, which is pretty fucking insane. <laughs> so I guess, you know, that would uh, definitely inspire me to make a crazy movie. And there's D. Wallace there. The rattlesnake used in the film actually escaped while preparing to shoot a scene in a narrow mountain crevice. The entire crew fled at once from the narrow passage frightened. Minutes later, the snake wrangler went in and recaptured the snake. So that's a fucking heart attack and a half. So let's see. Janice Blythe at first refused to pick up the rattlesnake in the film. Producer Peter Locke tried to convince her to pick it up, but Blythe said she would only do it if Locke would pick it up too. Peter Locke quickly touched the snake and Blythe complied in picking up the snake in the scene. It's very interesting. There's a lot of shit about this movie here. So The Hills of Eyes was supposed to be a metaphor for class, conflict, racism, and other ills. The Carters can be seen as rich in society being confronted by Jupiter's family, the have-nots. Craven has said that the film expresses rage against American culture, and uh, John Kenneth... Murr views the Carters as representing the United States, while Schneider's writes that the Carters are the whatever. Films cannibals can be understood as representing any number of oppressed, embattled, and downtrodden minority social ethnic groups, including the indigenous peoples of the Americas. Uh, while Hill Survives can be interpreted as an allegory about the Vietnam War. This is complicated by the fact that the Carters defeat their enemies, unlike the Americans' forces in Vietnam. 
Carter symbolizing the wealthy and Papa Jupiter's family representing the poor. He supports this theory by noting that the Carters and the cannibals are both from America. It's interesting. At around 15 minutes, the scene with the tarantula was not scripted. The crew simply found the spider walking around the shooting location and decided to incorporate it into the movie. They released it alive and well afterwards, D. Wallace said. Little acting was required when her character, Lynn, interacts with the tarantula because her fear of the spider was very much authentic. Producer Peter Locke has a memorable cameo as Mercury, the imbecile-sounding gang member with the feathered headdress, who is only spotted twice throughout the film. Firstly, as Fred's garage, and secondly, communicating with Mars and Pluto using a US, USAF radio. That's pretty funny. An interview with star Susie Lanier Bromlett. She said that her agent strongly opposed her taking the role in the film, fearing that it could ruin her career opportunities. However, Lanier, who was a fan of the horror genre, liked Wes Craven so much that she went ahead and took the role of Brenda Carter anyway. I mean, who wouldn't? Um, according to star Robert Houston, the audition process for the film depended a lot on whether or not the actor could cry on cue. Auditioning for the role of Ruby required the actresses to have a foot race. When Wes Craven shouted for the actresses to go, Janice Blythe stood behind for a moment, then after a moment took off and beat all the other actresses to finish line. She was given the role. <laughs> Michael Berryman's condition, which is, uh, I'm trying to pronounce that correctly, hypohydrotic, ectodermal dysplasia means he has lack of sweat glands among other things despite this he worked on the movie for five months in 100 degree plus heat out in the desert which makes him a badass officially according to Wes Craven the film was shot on cameras rented from a famous California pornographer which kind of adds a little bit of a uh, more sleaze to this <laughs> it adds a little more sleaze to the film you know at around 22 minutes, so let's see where we're at right now, actually. We're only at nine minutes, so we got a while. We can actually look for this. The dead dog used as a stand-in for the family slaughtered Alsatian beauty, widely believed to be a dummy dog, was in fact a real, already dead dog that director Wes Craven and producer Peter Locke had bought from a county sheriff's department. That's pretty fucked up. Michael Berryman said he was once watching the film in a theater when a woman in front of him said aloud, this movie is sick and depraved. Berryman then thought it would be funny to lean over her and say, hey, you're damn right, lady, this movie is sick. <laughs> That's pretty good. He did do that? He said if he thought it would be funny if he did, but I guess he didn't. He should have done it. He should have done it. Would have freaked her out. Wes Craven's original title for the film was Blood Relations. Producer Peter Locke, however, disliked the title. Numerous titles were then considered, and the film tested best under the title The Hills of Eyes, though Craven himself initially disliked the title. I think just based on the title alone, it sells the movie, to be honest. Like, if it's Blood Relations, I wouldn't... <laughs> I'd be like, ah, oh, no, that movie sucks. <laughs> Let's see, uh... 
According to Wes Craven, the idea of actually having the baby killed in the film was considered. However, the cast and crew strongly opposed the idea, saying they would leave if the plot went that route. Of course, there was two babies in the film that were, you know, traded off here and there. Doing the Ghostbusters 2 tactic there. When originally submitted to the MPAA, the film was given an X rating, which would have regular... Relegated it to a porno circuit and severely hurt the box office returns. Wes Craven cut the film enough to secure an R rating, and the original director's cut is thought to no lo- be no longer in existence. Which I'm sure is just a lot of crazy shit. It's pretty crazy. But this film got a lot of heat back then, anyway. Yeah, that's uh, most of the trivia there for that, for whoever gives a shit. But this movie's pretty classic. And one thing that I don't think is... I'd have to do some digging on it, because I've never really found anything on it, but the whole the whole Fred's Garage thing, I'm guessing he Wes had the idea for Freddy for a long time. Like well, he, he must have been writing those films while he did this. Because, you know, it's Fred's garage and he's got the sweater on and everything. So I guess he's... He was, like, inching in that character without really doing it, you know? So I don't know. Like I like I said, he must have been writing or mapping out all the Nightmare on Elm Street stuff while he made this movie, you know? Because that shit didn't come out till fucking 84, so, you know, got a while. But I guess he was already writing it at this point. In time. Because it's like a cameo before a cameo, you know? It's like the early little nod to something that was years away. Like about, you know, seven years later, you're going to see anything resembles that. Yeah, there you go. Little Buckeyes fan there. I'm trying to see if I can up anything on this the old Fred's garage I don't know if there's Fun story, the, the kid wearing the Ohio State shirt, um, when I was in Florida with Corey recently, he actually wore those shorts. He had a top with a pair of boy shorts on, so... I did. The ladies and men could check out his, his sexy New York butt. <laughs> yeah. And see his see the inland and seam of his full package. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a little package. No, your kosher package. Thank you. No, I said your full package. My full package, yeah. That's what I said, but I did not say small. Whether it is or not, it will not be small on this podcast. No, it's a little bit bigger on the podcast. It's way bigger on the podcast. There you go. Peter Locke actually... Corey Holmes, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) 
Peter Locke actually also produced the uh, remakes as well as this original, so. Interesting. Not by the, you know, because the remake, I haven't seen the second one, I don't think, but the the first one's good, it is. It's a, it's a they're decent. They're really gory, I mean. Yeah. It's a de- they're decent remakes, because they're a little bit different. They're not really tame like I thought they would be. They're pretty. They're pretty raunchy. You know, they're really intense. You know, they're very gory. Very gory. They kind of match the intensity of this film. This film has a slow build to it, obviously, but the the newer ones kind of do. It just seems like they. It's not as slow of a build as the rest of it, but they're good. They're good remake. They're worth checking out. At least the first one. I haven't seen the second one, but. They are also on this app, I believe. At least one of those remakes are on here. I think it's two. Um, they're worth checking out, though. They are. And D. Wallace is super hot in this movie, which is crazy. Cause well, see, I'm weird because I actually like the Wes Craven sequel to this film. I actually like it a lot. And that's actually the first thing, even though he's unaccredited, that Kane Hunter ever did with Silver Side Eyes Part 2. Yeah. Which is also, Arrow also put that out, uh, the second one. Yeah. It's a good one to have, and so there's the scene with the spider here we were mentioning, and D. Wallace is actually freaked out by that. That was real, because that was not a, a scripted thing. There's just a spider actually in the fucking trailer, which is pretty scary. But yeah, she's actually she's hot in this movie. I never really noticed that before. So I never really thought she was that attractive, you know. Throughout her filming career, but she looks good in this movie, and she looks she looks good now. She does. She's aged very well. Um, very nice. If any of this COVID shit ever goes away, she does conventions quite a lot, so she's high high recommendation to meet D. Wallace if you get a chance to ever because she's an amazing person. She gave me a fucking hug and all this weird. She was like, "I just want to give you a hug," and I was like, "Okay." She's super fucking personable and nice. And, Sweet lady, worth all the, you know, and cheap signer, too, if you all are into doing that stuff. She's very inexpensive, and she's in a lot of good movies, so. That's my two cents on that stuff. Hopefully, shit clears up and go back to normal, and, you know. Honestly, I don't give a shit about going to shows or not, but conventions, I would like to do that again. At least Whorehound. What do you mean? Going to conventions again would just be fun. I could, I'd rather do that than shows. Go to like Horror Hound again, you know? Well, I mean, look, here's the thing. I'm still going to do the shows for the content. Right. But but what a lot of people may not out there know, and I'm not going to get into a big thing about this, but depending on who the band is, if I'm friends with them, I usually stay and watch the show and hang out. If I'm not, I usually leave and don't watch it. Well, sure. Yeah. You know, because the content is why I'm there. I'm not there. I'm, I'm there to help them promote their record. I'm not there to stroke their ego, you know? I got to add it. I got an ad right now. Okay. It's a Febreze ad. They want you to soft surfaces crap odor. I'm 1740. Okay. Well, I'm going to have, I have like 10 ads coming, so. Phantasm wants you to shoot your, sabri- your Febreze load all over your house. All over your dog's bed, so he gets infections with the fucking chemicals. The dude was literally just spraying living shit out of his dog's bed. Like, why don't you wash your dog? Now He's gonna pe- call for breezebusters. <laughs> now there's people playing violins and running around their backyard. So this must be a fucking oh, it's a window 
a what? Okay. Now it's a car commercial, because, you know, we can all afford brand new vehicles here at Phantasm. I mean, the doctor can't. He's got about five of them. But it's the new Dodge Hummer. That's exactly what this is. <clears throat> I don't know why anybody would buy a, a fucking GMC, like, fake Hummer, because that's not a Hummer. They just took the name, I guess. Now here's Vicks Vapor Rub. It's got marshmallow root and ivy leaf in it. So my sensitive little nose can naturally open up again. Oh, this stuff sucks. That's why it's free, folks. You know, we both have this movie, but I'm sure he's like mine. I have an open mind. <laughs> Yeah, that's why we have to resort to this. We can't just pop in a Blu-ray. Plus, you just it's on an app. And here's Domino's for uh, Mr. Platt. His delivery straight to him. And don't worry, it's hot and fresh, and I got my mask on. Wheelchair fucker does like some pizza. <clears throat> he like I don't know if it, is it Domino's. Is he big on that, or does he like doing his little personal? Uh, gas station pizzas more. Alright, I'm back on the thing, by the way. He, he likes a lot of it, man. I'm on 1738 now. So I have, ads are done. I'm done with the ads. We're good. We're rolling. We got a German Shepherd barking. We got Susie here freaking out. Love the bell bottoms and the style. This This movie is very encapsulated in the late 70s like I definitely think of this movie when I think of that era of time like it's just it's a good little it's a good little time capsule film honestly for that just feels like it's 77 I want to I want to do something different today with Altering the Future okay I'm not doing music at all it'd be weird instead when I listen we're not I'm not going to do it at all it's pointless but here's what I am going to do you do those movies like you always do, and I'm going to do TV shows from the time. Sounds good. Are you ready to get into it? I think we should. All right. Well, cue up the Chuck. We'll do Altering the Future. Altering the Future! We'll take you back to the year that our feature film... Uh, was released, which in this case would be 1977, so I always cover the other movies that were out the same year, and the Doctor normally does uh, the music, but he's going to do uh, TV shows this time around, so it'd be fun. Um, we've never done 77, which is surprising, honestly. Um, so let's let's see what we got here. Well, the music, it's a little disco-y, and besides Kiss and Black Sabbath, I mean, and, and Van Halen wasn't quite there yet, so, you know, there's no really point in talking about music, I don't think. Right. I think we actually have done 1977 maybe once, but I'm going to go ahead. Usually I do horror movies for, you know, last, I'm just going to go ahead and just do whatever. Um, just whatever I see, I'm going to list it off. Good, good notable stuff that most of you would probably know out there. Uh, the Hobbit, which was the cartoon 
Uh, back in the day, they're really good. If no one's ever seen them, you need to watch it. Uh, Disney's The Rescuers. Um, Pete's Dragon. Uh, Sinbad and the Eye of the Tiger. It's a good one, man. Uh, the Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. I know a lot of children's shit, but there was a lot of good stuff back then. No, man, um, I'm good to read it. See... You got that Pumping Iron documentary that had um, Lou Ferrigno and Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. It was like the Mr. Universe or whatever. It is good. Um, you got High Anxiety. That's Mel Brooks. Cloris Leachman. It's good shit. Um, got the White Buffalo, Charles Bronson. Saturday Night Fever. That's probably one of, arguably one of the biggest ones of that year. Um, got Never ro- liked that movie. Not a fan. Uh, Rolling Thunder. I like the soundtrack. I like the Bee Gees soundtrack. But yeah. I can't do the film. Yeah. I had that shit beaten into me when I was little. I still don't like it. Um, here's, here's the thing. Just a brief thing on that. I don't like John Travolta. Yeah. I've never really been sold on I that. I like him in Pulp Fiction as Vincent. I do too. And I like him but in Face Off. And I think that's the only two movies I'm like, yeah. The rest of it, I'm. You know, I've never seen Face Off. It's awesome. It actually is awesome. I've never seen it. It's one of Nicolas Cage's best movies, um, and he doesn't have never a lot. Of, he doesn't have a lot of them. Yeah, uh, Rolling Thunder, Tommy Lee Jones. That's a Vietnam movie. Um, let's see what else. Try not to miss anything good here. Some weird ones on here. At the 1977 uh, Man in the Iron Mask, there's been a shit ton of those. Richard Chamberlain, The Incredible Melting Man. It is The Incredible Melting Man. Uh, With makeup by Rick Baker, which is outstanding. Yep, it's good shit. And we got um, Kentucky Fried Movie. Got the original uh, fun fun with Dick and Jane, which is uh, George Siegel and uh, Jane Fonda. It's a very good. It's a good movie. It is. It's funny. Um, let's see what else what we got? What we got? Slapshot, which is fucking awesome. It's hilarious. You know, I like. The sequels, the straight to video sequels. Better, yeah, but, I like the second one a lot. I do the original film. I like the second one a lot. Oh, it's good, man. It is good. He's like, I'm working on it. I love <laughs> it. Okay, I got a break. I got a break. I got a break. I got a break right now. All right, pausing it. We're going to continue with this uh, while the doctor is on a commercial break. I'm on 23 minutes 11 seconds. Um, we have the car. Which is James Brolin? Isn't that? A, isn't that a Steven Spielberg? No, that's Duel. I'm thinking of. Duel is. Yeah. yeah. The car. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The car is a really good film. Though, it is good. Um, Shockwaves. Oh, which is like. Shockwaves is a movie that I own. Peter Cushing. Yep. Very good. Um. I got a car shield ad. <laughs> 
Uh, we got Orca. Folks, call 1-800-785-5153. Engine, transmission, computer system, deductible, may apply. Carshield.com. It's wonderful. Right, so we got Orca. We got Exorcist 2, The Heretic. Orca actually just came out on Blu-ray recently. Yeah. And here's the one that we've done that I found, because this is the only time we've done this year, is Rabbit. We did that, the Cronenberg. Um, That's a good movie. It is good. Then we got Eraserhead. I'm back in one, two, three, four, now. Boom. Dude just fell off the fucking cliff thing here, and it's now it's uh, getting into nighttime here. Um, we got House, not to be confused with the horror movie by Steve Miner, but the Japanese horror movie, I actually watched it recently, because I hadn't seen it in forever, it's on HBO Max, and it's, it's such a weird effect, like, special effects are so insanely weird in that movie, and it's just batshit, so it's, I like that movie, actually, I think it's just ridiculously dumb, that it's fun, fun to watch. Um... Close Encounters of Third Kind. It's a classic. Um, got Spy Who Loved Me. It's my boy Roger Moore. It's a really good movie. It is really good. Um, then we got Suspiria, which is probably my favorite movie from this year. Um, Smokey and the Bandit, which is definitely the Doctor's favorite from this year. Hey, oh, easily. We got, uh, let's see, We've got The Sentinel, that came out. And then, That's of course, a really good movie, I've got that on Blu-ray. That is good. And of course, the biggest movie to come out this year, of 1977, is the obvious one that everyone already knows, and it's a little film called Star Wars. But I'd still rather watch Suspiria. Even though New Hope is great, it's still good. It's still awesome. And it's one of the only ones with those special editions that wasn't like butchered and horribly fucked with. It's still pretty just by itself. It's good. Um, I like Suspiria a lot. That'd probably be my favorite film of that year. Because Suspiria is one of the few movies that are actually, I think, scary. You know, that's got a lot of fucking freaky shit in it, you know. I don't know if you've already gone over this, but I have said, like, I think we've already talked about it. Like, movies that are actually fucking scary that freak me out. Like, um, The Exorcist is number one for sure. Um, and Suspiria, Pet Cemetery, the original, and, uh, Hellraiser. You know, those movies are terrifying <laughs> in their own way. They're all different, but they're all. And, and The Shining, too. The Shining has some moments that stuck with me that scared me as a kid that still do you know that don't go away you know movies that are genuinely scary no matter when you put them on or how old you are they still freak you out and those movies all have those moments in it that actually still to this day freak me out you know which is good you know we're all horror fans here are you ready got TV shows ready to go and what we do and all that stuff so yeah Suspiria Freaky Deaky uh, a lot of people have told me to watch the remake I'm not watching that movie I'm sorry I'm not, I'm not interested in it 
Everyone keeps telling me, you really need to watch. It's actually really good. I'm like, no, I don't really need to watch it because Suspiria, the original, is one of my favorite movies. I would never just watch a 2019 remake of it. Like, that's this, like, Amazon Prime art film. Like, I just don't care, you know. It's not going to be Argento. I don't care. I don't want to watch it. I'm just good. I'm good with it. So, yeah, uh, Doctor TV Shows 1977, Altering the Future. And here's the thing. I'm only listing off stuff that I watched. So There you go. Do it. Uh, so the first one we've got here is uh, Captain Caveman, uh, Saturday morning cartoon. Of course, Hanna-Barbera shit right there. Uh, Baba Black Sheep. <clears throat> uh, the New Adventures of Batman, which was narrated by Adam West. Fuck yeah. And he was Batman on it, which was awesome. Uh, I Dream of Genie. Darcy and Hutch. The NFL, the National Football League. <laughs> um, how the West was won. Uh, let's see here. Scooby Doo. Of course. Uh, a little show called McLeod. Uh, What's Happening, which was my one of my favorite shows. Uh, Wonder Woman, which I have on Blu-ray. Uh, Linda Carter, excuse me. Uh, Kojak. Uh, the Six Million Dollar Man, which I was obsessed with. Uh, Mary Tyler Moore Show, which my mom loved. Love uh, Good Times. Uh, Hawaii Five-0, which my mom loved. Uh, Logan's Run, the TV show, which only lasted a season, but it was fantastic. Nice. <coughs> Carol Burnett Show, which my mom loved. It's awesome. Bob Newhart Show, The Bionic Woman. Alice, which was a show about this diner. It was really good. Uh, the Jeffersons. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Bonnie Miller, which my mom loved, One Day at a Time, which featured Valerie Bertinelli, which was Eddie Van Halen's wife. Nice. Uh, Columbo, Charlie's Angels, Welcome Back, Cotter, which was another thing that John Travolta did that I actually did like. Welcome back. Anyway. Wasn't he Vinny uh, in that? His name was Vinny in that, too? I think so. Uh, the Waltons, which is something my mom loved. Chips, which is something I love, which was the California Motorcycle Police with Eric Estrada. It's awesome. And a, and a little actor named Chris Pond's father was on that show. He was the lieutenant. He was. Uh, the Incredible Hulk, which apparently I used to throw a fit if I missed because there was no <laughs> DVRs or VCRs back then. Yeah. Uh, Hardy Boys, Nancy Drew Mysteries, which my mom loved. Uh... Like I said, if I don't like it, I ain't mention it. Three's Company, loved it. John Ritter, comedic genius. Of course, absolutely. Um, and the last two are near and dear to my heart to this day. The Love Boat, which I <laughs> love. And my favorite show period of all time back then, but I watched religiously, and yes, Lee, I will get you some food, um, is Happy Days. Loved it. Such a good show. As did I. Good shit. Let's get... Let's get my kitty some food. You're such a blob. Do you want to make some noise on him? It's weird because, you know, I know younger people just probably won't get a chance to watch shit like that. They really have to dig for it because, you know, when I was uh, younger, I had the 
you know, Nickelodeon had the wonderful thing of putting, you know, the little TV land shit on the channel, you know, it was... Nick at Night? Yeah, the Nick at Night shit, and it was basically what TV Land, because TV Land I don't think was out yet when I was watching it when I was little, so TV Land I think was an offshoot of what Nick at Night was doing. Correct. So, Happy Days would come on, you know, because I'd stay up all night when all the shit went off the air, and they wouldn't play infomercials on Nickelodeon, so they just played Nick at Night, and it was... They showed Happy Days, and they showed I Love Lucy, and they showed I Dream of Jeannie, and you know all that stuff. So I, all that stuff so I would watch everything that came on there. So I, I kind of grew up watching all that old shit too. Though. I guess that's why I like and appreciate older stuff because I stayed up on all. This the thing you to realize I was a very, 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 very small child in 1977. Yeah. But I watched that stuff, and you know that's what I was watching back then. They these are TV shows that were that were that were in syndication; they were already canceled. Yeah. But I was watching Star Trek. Yeah. What a shock! <laughs> um, and I was obsessed with it, and I was watching um, uh, in syndication. I was also watching the uh, uh, Batman show yeah. from 20th Century Fox with Adam West. Yeah. Um, which I'm obsessed with. It's that's honestly the coolest Blu-ray thing that I own is that like it's those are beautiful those are never shown on anything and I have all of them and now all of all of the that, that whole thing is it's not streaming or anywhere because Warner got that from Fox and now Disney owns Fox and Disney's trying to take that from Warner Bros but Warner Bros like we own Batman fuck you so there's a whole legal battle over that but yeah. um, I have it all but it's glorious because Vincent Price was in it you know and, and yeah. uh Cesar Romero, which is my favorite Joker. And, he's so good. And, you know, I grew up with all that. Frank Gorshin is the Riddler, and he's an underrated actor who's also on Star Trek. But it's it's one of those things. How Frank Gorshin was in that episode of fucking eighteen, but hmm. um, but what I was gonna say is is uh, oh, you know, all that stuff was in syndication, and I grew up with all that stuff. You know, I literally grew up. My uncle would be sitting there drinking oil and brow with my dad, and I remember. Huh playing with my toys and I'm watching you know TV when I was like really little I couldn't even walk you know yeah but I grew up with all that stuff so I love all that stuff that's still what I want to watch yeah you know most of the time it's not that I'm trapped in a certain time frame I just it's nostalgic for me just like watching Spongebob Squarepants is nostalgic for somebody or watching uh, Power Rangers is nostalgic for somebody I'm not knocking them for that it's not something that I watch but um you know, I'm not knocking people for liking it. It's, it just depends on how old you are, you know. But what you grew up with, everybody grew up with different stuff, you know. Yeah. You love the movie Home Alone. I wouldn't watch that if you paid me, but, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong with that. You you have heartstrings tied to it. And I never knock anybody for having heartstrings tied to anything, even if it's something oh, I don't want I to do. I got an ad. Okay. Look, it's thezebra.com. He wants you to pick up this garbage garbage uh, can full of money because that's what the zebra.com wants you to do it's like yeah I'd like you to roll that to my house thank you sorry my apartment but yeah you know people appreciate different things and it's from the years that they get into stuff you know like I'll always love Happy Days one of my favorite shows of all time because I it wasn't around when the actual time was out but I watched it when I was little because it was on all the time and I, I would sit there and it Intrigued me, and I always watched. It. I laughed my fucking balls off. Like I loved, uh, I loved Ron Howard in it because Richard Cunningham was my favorite, and of course Fonzie. You know, those were my two. But the 
they're just it was just a fun show and I I don't know if I would like it if I just watched it out of nowhere now I think I would because that show's just a great show there's nothing it's just it's just some things are just fucking good you know um, but I haven't seen it in a long time but it's one of those shows I think about every now and then because I grew up with it it was one of like that's a huge part of my childhood is watching that kind of shit but it was mostly Happy Days because they would just sometimes on Nick and Knight or even t- when I started watching TV Land they would show that show like all day long well, WGN if you had that growing up they showed it on there a lot too was, they used to just show nothing but Happy Days like I'd watch it until my mom was like you need to go to bed or time for dinner you know I'd just be like yeah, there's, a, there's a lot of shows I would just I'll tell you watch a show until that I love that I watched in syndication and it was never when it originally aired but I'll tell you something that I was obsessed with that I watched completely and totally in syndication and that was fucking um uh Beverly Hills Nine Two and Nine I read that show absolutely but what was cool was I was I was seeing older seasons of it in syndication and then I started watching it uh three years into it so I started it in like the not is it is it done yeah what time are you at 3332. Alright, hang on a second. I'll need to catch up here. Shit. Alright, I'm, I'm right. I'm lined right up. Uh, a lot of the. Uh, a lot of the. Okay, unpaused. I would watch. I started watching Nine Two and Nine, and got, got really into it. Sort of Dawson's Creek. I caught Dawson's Creek from the beginning because I, I worked show. at this job that had that had a. Um, I, well, the reason I was on that that station was to watch Buffy and to watch Angel because I watched all that when it aired. But yeah, I did too. Um, That's the stuff you know, I grew up with, like that. But, but, but hold on, but here was the weird thing: that Dawson's Creek was kind of like crammed in there, yeah. kind of like Gilmore Girls, which I didn't care for. But um, but I watched Smallville on that station too, yeah, so there was yeah. a lot of stuff that I watched. So sometimes I would just leave it on because I was at work, and it, and I would end up watching. That's that's the the truth about Dawson's Creek. Like the reason I watched almost every episode of that as it aired is because it was on when I was at work, so I watched it. You know. Yeah, I think those came on like... Because when I didn't have a customer, when I didn't have a customer, I could watch TV, you know? So I would sit yeah. there and watch TV while I would wait for the next customer to come in. So that shit would always be on when I was home, like from school and stuff, so we would watch... It was weird, because I remember... Now, here's your show that I could... Here's your show, the worst thing on the WB, in my opinion, was Seventh Heaven. I've never I was about to show. say that, because here's here what we used to do. So, we would eat dinner while Seventh Heaven was on. And it would just play in the background. Like, none of us, nobody in the family would watch it. Like, me and my brother and my mom, we would just, it would just play in the background. And then as soon as we were done with dinner, Dawson's Creek would come on. And my brother or anybody else wouldn't watch that shit. I'd go right back to the TV when I was done with anything I was doing, you know. I wasn't a huge video game kid, believe it or not, or any of that. I sat in front of the TV all day. I was. I played video games, but I had, like, a Game Boy and stuff, and I had every console on the planet, but... I was mostly watching TV and just I would sit in front of that fucking thing all goddamn day. So no, I mean I did love that too. But as was, soon as we were done with dinner, thing. I would go watch Dawson's Creek, and you know I, in the morning when I woke up, you know, before school they would do the reruns of the shit from the day before. And I'd watch Seinfeld and watch stuff like that. And I was never big into Friends or anything. I was always a Dawson's Creek person. And like Seinfeld, I never really was a what fan. What was the of other one that I watched? I watched, uh, I'm trying to look at WB stuff, but I watched the Jamie Foxx show. I loved that. Yeah, that was good. Um, um, 
trying to think of stuff specifically that was on the WB. Steve Harvey show I never watched. I, I kind of think he's funny, but I never watched that show because it came out at a time frame where I was watching something else. I think so. I just never watched it. You're saying Buffy? Um, yeah, Buffy was good. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Charmed I liked a lot. I used to watch that. Um, I watched it here and there. I don't think I ever like invested, watched it. Like, oh, like I mean, that I just watched it when it came on, but. I wasn't like, you know. Um, there's something else I'm missing. Roswell? Roswell I liked. It's a good one. Um, Roswell was good. Um, Smallville I loved. Um... She had Sabrina, the Teenage Witch. Loved it. It's good. I know it's cheesy and people are going to be cool. I love it. And that was my problem with that new one, like that new one or whatever. Everybody's like, oh, it's like a serious show. I'm like, fuck that. I don't fucking watch that bullshit. It's okay for what it is. It's not that bad, but it's... it's it, Well, that it's other one serious and it's not a fucking comedy with a, with a fucking... Well, it is. I don't want to watch it's it. It's got a serious tone to it, but it's... There's definitely... It's definitely got a lot of comedy in it. It's just, like, darker, I guess, but it's nothing like the Sabrina one. Like, the original one. The the Melissa Joan Hart one, which was fucking awesome. I grew up with that shit. And, you know, that used to be on Nickelodeon, like, the show she had, and then they made it on that one. Sure. WB, so I followed it right to there and kept watching it. I loved all that stuff. <clears throat> um, the Wayans Brothers had a show. That show was pretty good. And then... You know, that's another one that I never watched. I have nothing against them or anything, but I never watched that show. Yeah. Watched it here and there when it came out. I don't know, I just never watched it. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of good 90s sitcoms I grew up with that I still like. You know, I still love all the old shit that was already on when I started watching a lot of TV. Like like I said, Happy Days, I Dream of Jeannie, and I Love Lucy and all that old stuff. Like, I, I love all that shit, you know. It was just still, a, like, on. It wasn't new episode, obviously, whatever, but I was watching it. It was good stuff. So. You know, I'm not going to do this, but there's tons of stuff that I, where I grew up with that I did not like. Yeah. You know, but... Oh, yeah, mine too. Like you know, there's plenty of... Like I said, like, I never had a problem with Friends, and I would watch it here and there. But everybody's, like... Has like an obsession with that that movie or that TV show. I I was never like really into it. Like I, a lot of people. Can I tell you a show that people were obsessed with? And a lot of that people I, that I. But well, listen, is this a show that I've actually tried to watch? Okay. Okay. And I, I, I can't get into it. I mean, I've tried to watch it, and 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 I'll go into because there was two different cast members, a huge cast change in the show, but. This is a newer show for me to be talking about, but that that two and a half men thing—that show is awful. Never been a fan. Here's the thing: I love Charlie Sheen, and, and the ones I did watch that I thought were okay was in. But when they're bringing that Pats from fucking that '70s show to try to replace him, I'm like, this does not work. <laughs> like it just doesn't work. And and, and like I said, if you're going to put a gun to my head and make me watch it, I would at least rather watch the the ones with. With Charlie Sheen, you know? the OG one, yeah. Um, and here's your another one, Big Bang Theory. I hate that show. Like I just despise it. it. 
I really do. Can't do it. Um, I, I don't like that two broke girls thing. I don't like. I don't like any of these like modern like comedy shows. Like I've tried to watch them, and I'm just like, ooh. Yeah, I'm not really you know, big like, into newer stuff. It's like, how are people watching that and not watching Boss Principles with Danny McBride? Or, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, I don't know, I'm just kind of, like, like I said, I've just recently discovered The League, so which I'm obsessed yeah. with. Yeah, um, good. But I don't know, with the, the whole Friends Park, thing. I love Parks and Rec. I love a lot of, like, there are shows out there that I like that are newer, but, you know, like The Office was something I could never get into. I, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with people liking it, but I've tried to watch that, and I just don't think it's funny. That's a background. That's another background noise show for me. I'll put it on in the background, do something else, like not even pay attention to it. You know, I can't sit there. And like I said, watch I'm not knocking people for liking it. It's just you know whatever works for you. Oh, but no. I wanted to ask you something. Okay. Did you ever see the Garfield Halloween special when you were a kid? Yes, I did. I had it on VHS. Oh, I, I loved Garfield. I was obsessed with him for a while. And, and let's talk about this because this absolutely infuriates me. Um, I'm not going to get on a rant about this, but I think this is chicken shit. So this year is the first year in in ever that I'm aware of that ABC thing? is not going to be because of fucking Apple. It pisses me off, yeah, because that's that's something you always. And I just want to say this, you know? and I've never done this on this podcast. So probably been on this. I'm not saying that they don't make good products or whatever, but I'm going to tell you something. They're the worst company in the world. You know, them and Microsoft are, are both just horrible, horrible companies. Like, you... I mean, that damn thing has... Because I'd set my DVR up to try to record it, and I'm like, where the fuck is it at? And I start, like, playing around online, and it's like, oh, you've got to have Apple TV to watch that. It's like, what do you mean I have to have fucking Apple TV? Yeah, the Great Pumpkin is like the, one of it's like the staple. It's like that's like uh, them not showing a Christmas story on TV, like for Christmas. It's like you know, they probably won't. The goddamn Apple probably fucking. That's what I'm it. saying. And here's like, the thing: there's like a staple. I have before I get fucking Apple TV. I don't have fucking Netflix, kids. Anybody out there listening? I've never had it. You know why? Because they don't want it. So when you come, come, walk up to me and tell me to watch The Mandalorian. Which I know is on Disney Plus, but where, you want me to watch all this stuff? Just what? I'm not watching it. There's not enough money on the earth to pay me to get me to watch something that I don't want to watch. I just refuse to do it. I'm not watching Rick and Morty. I'm not <laughs> watching fucking uh, any of this crap. If you want to watch it, that's fine. But you know, but after doing that, it's like okay, so now you just desecrated my fucking childhood because you're you're a bunch of cocksuckers. And you're stealing it. My fucking phone's hanging up. How's your phone hanging up? Is it dying? It's hanging. <laughs> we just lost the doctor, folks. We have lost communications. Right when this couple's about to get uh, frisky ding-dong, he's got his fucking uh, mustache ride ready and his sideburns. But if I'm not mistaken, this is a scene where... Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, if you've never seen this, uh, they take the baby, because the baby... There's some foreshadowing here where the baby's like, or he's kind of looking a little sus, so, um, as the kids would say. Now they're siphoning the gas, uh, which is a lot of fun. There's Michael Berryman. Uh, we're trying to get into this movie a little bit here. We saw some, uh, almost like a crucifixion action a minute ago with, uh, the older gentleman. Apologize for not knowing his name. 
Yeah, but D. Wallace is getting the getting the D. Uh, let me try to call the doctor back here and see if he's. Uh, his phone was. You have dying. reached the voicemail. Oh. We have lost communications with Doctor West. Uh, this is going to be interesting. His phone was uh, almost dead before we started recording, but on it we're on both on a, like a separate time crunch here. Um, you know, since I dropped him back off. Uh, the other day we actually met up for the first time in a long time because he hasn't been able to come up here to Tennessee. He's been in Florida. Um, but I picked him up in Alabama on my way to Pensacola because I figured, dude, let's fucking hang out and go to the beach. Like He told me that it was pretty chill over there. He was already you know, up in Alabama, so it was easy for me to get him. Went down to Pensacola. We actually recorded a very special uh, trilogy for you guys that we're going to combine into one episode. Uh, where we were on the beach recording and traveling around, and um, it was a lot of fun. Obviously, it's a three-parter, uh, but we're going to do it all at one in one thing. And we recorded some really fun ads for you guys uh, to put in between and kind of separate the uh, separate the the trilogy up for you. So when you're listening to one giant thing, it's not that long. It's not like a full episode length. I don't think we were going. You know, it's a lot of fun. You'll hear. It's called Lucifer's Cola. Don't ask me how we came up with the name. I think we explain it, um, but it's a lot of fun. And there is the doctor. Doctor West, thought we lost you. I'm at forty three thirty one is where I have it paused. Okay, I'm at forty five thirty six. So let me know when you get there. I'll leave it paused. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun to record that, and uh, that'll be coming to a streaming service. You know, listening. What did you say you're at? Uh, Forty-five thirty-six. We saw Michael Berryman while you were gone. He was siphoning gas, and uh, D. Wallace was getting the D from a old, old mustache ride, old midnight rider in there. Don't know his name. I didn't. I forgot. <laughs> but yeah, I was telling our listeners about the uh, Lucifer's Cola, and uh, that it'll be coming to them very soon. That we had a lot of fun recording it. Okay, hit play. Okay. And we are back on track. So, yeah, you know, we've been on a... uh, It was good to catch up and actually see the doctor. It's been a really long time. We've been doing this quarantine thing for seven or eight months now with everyone else on this planet. So it was cool to uh, take a little trip and go see the doctor because he hasn't been able to get up here uh, to where I'm at. So it was cool to finally connect for a little bit and know that we're both still human beings and alive and physical beings. It was, it was a lot of fun. Um, and you'll hear that on the Lucifer's Cola when it debuts. And you can listen to our adventure. It was a lot. It was a good time. Um, but yeah, there was, there was a couple fun things that happened while I was rambling. I think uh, now we got all Ohio State here. I'm glad you kept going. I was a little worried because I was like, <laughs> I didn't cut it off. Here's the thing. My back was killing me. I've got this phone plugged into the wall here. I'm having to sit on the floor to do this podcast because the phone wasn't charged. Normally my phone's charging me. That's what I was telling the viewers. Yeah, I was like, your phone was like pretty much dead before we started recording, but you're like, fuck it. It's and dead right like, now, but I've got it plugged into the wall. Yeah. And I was like, well, I mean, we're both on like a separate time crunch right now because we both got shit we got to do after this. And this is the only time it could really work out. So I was like, hopefully doctor comes back on i'm just gonna have to to carry it you know <laughs> the whole way because we got shit to do here in a little bit you know and you know the doctor's a 
a few hours behind me, so or an hour hour behind me. So but it's uh you know, like I said, we had a lot of fun. And hopefully we'll have another trilogy lined up in a couple months. So I might just Yeah take my happy ass to only this time he's back in a further part away of Florida, but I don't think we'll do the Alabama thing this time. He might meet me out there again if he can find the logistics to get out to Alabama for me to come get him again. We'll we'll work on that. Got a couple months to yeah, that's the plan. So couple months to figure that out. We go right back down to where we were for the uh, first trilogy of Lucifer's Cola. This, of course, will be a new trilogy that we'll think of on the way there. Now we got Michael Berryman in here with his little shiv, and he's uh. He's lo- he's looting the uh, the RV here. He's uh, ransacking while Dee Wallace is pulling up her uh, semen encrusted panties now, which I think is really hot. Actually, she just got fucking Greg Allman over there to fucking fucking toaster her strudel. The doctor will be right back. I have to use the restroom. All right. Doctor's on bathroom break, and we'll continue. That guy's fucking mustache looks like a fucking dead caterpillar. It's just insanity. I'm gonna find his name because I apologize. Usually, I have this stuff set up, and I know who all these characters' names are, and kind of just falling behind on this. I believe that's Robert Houston, and the character is Bobby Carter. I'm just gonna guess because that's the first one that comes up on here. Nope. Robert Houston is the Ohio State kid. So, this dude must be Martin Spear. Let's see if that is the dude. Yes, Martin Spear is Greg Allman right here. And I'll actually pull up something on him. I apologize, Martin Spear. He is still alive. Um, Got his fame. He was on the Wonder Woman show 1975. The Doctor mentioned on Altering the Future. He was also on the Six Million Dollar Man, which was also on the Doctor's uh, TV show list of 1977. He was David Levi. He was Billy DeRoe on the Wonder Woman show. So he's done a lot of TV. He is Doug Wood on this movie. Um, he was also on The Greatest American Hero with William Cat. He was Stan Hahn. That was 1982. Um. So yeah, and he's reappeared on the Wonder Woman show, I think, a few times. I don't think it was just one one-off thing. But I mean, that fucking stash is just—it's killing me. But it, it's also kind of cool, I guess. I don't know. Super retro, dude's got it going, man. And there is Michael Berryman holding. Susie hostage here. But he's also an art director, uh, Martin Spear, the uh, Greg Ullman here. Very interesting. Yeah, we got Brenda Carter, which is Susan Lanier. Or Lanier? Lanier? I'm going to say Lanier. It sounds more official. Um, I think that is Jupiter. That's going crazy. Burning this old motherfucker. He has him pretty much like on this, basically crucifying this fucking dude. He's got him fucking wielded down. They're trying to free him. Here's Jupiter, which is uh, James Whitworth. And rest in peace to him. He died in 91, which is very sad. 
Um, very iconic character. He sold this role. I mean, I really don't think he's done a whole lot of other stuff, but I mean, people knew him from this. And uh, Brooklyn, New York native. Um, haven't done a whole lot of nor- you know notable things other than this film. This is kind of his big thing. Um, from what I can see here, he was on Fantasy Island as Abdu, which is pretty cool. It's another good show. That was 1980. Um, yeah, that's basically the big notable thing that he was on uh, that I can tell. But yeah, uh, James is solid in this movie. You know, as is Michael Berryman. You know, he's he's just rad. He's Sorry about that. Very nice guy too. Oh, you're good. Have you met Berryman? I have once, yes. Very nice guy. I was actually supposed to interview him uh, before we split with those with those turds, and I, I actually just bailed on it and pissed them off because they didn't have anyone to do it and kind of put them in limbo. I felt pretty proud of that, but also sorry to Michael Berryman for being unprofessional, but it wasn't anything against him. I had to do what I had to do. Now, every time you turn on the TV and you're like, oh, that movie's on. It's always on the same fucking scene. It's like every time I would try to turn this movie on, it would always be on this part. I guess that's why I always remember it the most. Because it was always the scene when I could... When I found out this movie was on TV or whatever. It doesn't even matter what it is. There's just movies that have that weird timing. Like, I can go over to Dr. West's house... Um, in Florida, and he'll be watching this movie, and when I walk in to be like, hey, what's up, man? It'll be this scene of the movie. I'll just be like, what the fuck? Okay. You know. It's always on that scene. Yeah, no matter what. And there's certain movies that are like that for me. Like, not many, and it's not like I time them that way. It's just, it's always going to be on that scene when I see it. I don't know if uh, listeners out there, if you have that happen with certain films, but I think it's really strange, you know, that there's... Like, I can't list the other ones, because I'd have to just see the scene and be like, oh yeah, that happens on that too, but this movie, definitely, that scene that we just saw where they're in the, they're like, the baby's fat, you know, that that scene is always on when I turn this movie on on TV. It's like they fast forward, they're like, there's her scene, here you go, it's halfway over now, like, thanks. But it's a good part to jump in on, because it's when it gets really intense, this stuff, but still, it's like... It's just weird. I don't know if that happens to everyone. Does it happen to you? Have you had that happen with films? No. Not horror stuff. Well, just anything. It's not just horror movies for me, but this is like one of the horror movies that that happens. But I was curious if you've had that happen with anything, or even a TV show. Like, if you're watching the same episode of something you like, and, and you put it on TV, and it's always on the same part of that episode, like that happens too, you know. Just definitely, just weird, weird stuff like that. Like no matter what you do, it's I'm hard. trying to think of what it what it would be though. Yeah, it's hard um, to think of it because, like I said, the only reason it reminded me of that is because, like, I saw the scene and I was like, okay, this it's always on this part. Like I remember how I watch it, and it's I couldn't just think of a random scene off the top of my head from like some other movie. You know? There goes fucking Nina. She gets fucking shot in the damn tit. This scene's really fucking intense. I mean, no, and there she goes. Okay. D. Wallace gets shot by fucking Jupiter. And it's fucking 
I I've got one I can share with everybody. Okay. Oof. So. Jesus Christ. Years ago. And this happened. This happened probably three times. I was at my friend Matt's house. Um, in Fort Lauderdale. And we had been watching something on DVD, okay? And like literally we, 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 the movie goes off, we turn it off, take the disc out, right? Yeah. And he's flipping through his channels and this, this happened to me seriously like three times. Mm-hmm. And it's always happened with this film. It'll be the credits of Friday the 13th Part 6 with the Alice Cooper song playing. <laughs> and it's always that when you turn it up to it. Every time, it's like you're with you, babe, turn, turn. It's like literally every fucking time. And it always annoyed me because... <clears throat> Back then, you really didn't see those movies airing a lot. So when they aired and cut, it was like, man, that's a, we could. I would much rather watch this than whatever shitty comedy we just watched, you know? Yeah. That we've seen five hundred times, like fucking Fletch or something, you know? <laughs> Nothing against that. Fletch is like one of my favorite movies ever made, but it's you know what I mean. It's just irritating. Yeah. Um, but that used to happen a lot, and I'll tell you another one. A non. Um a non-comedy and it goes along with the same year of this every time Star Wars A New Hope is on it's always them and the fucking Death Star at the end of the damn movie yeah stuff like that you know and it's no matter what you can watch it. I don't know why that is it's always it's always them <laughs> like getting boarded going and trying to find Princess Leia they end up in the garbage compactor like, like it's always or yep, Luke with Leia swinging across that bridge yeah shooting at the yeah. stormtrooper and it's been that way since I was a little kid like that movie I never catch it at the beginning if it's on TV it's always at the fucking end like like with films like that it's just a weird timing thing and I don't know how oh, it is for you hold on, hold on. I've got another one I could watch really it I'm to push myself and do this for you I've got another one okay I'm not trying to interrupt you I just I've got another one and this is this is another one Jaws, and it's always Richard Dreyfuss and him on the boat at the end with the barrels, like the end of the goddamn yeah. movie. That's like you. I mean, every time I turn it on, it's always the end of the of the, of the first Jaws movie. It's always the end where they're having a confrontation with Jaws. Like it's the weirdest thing. I know a lot of people are thinking it's like, well, a movie start at like seven seven thirty. You got to watch it then. If you watch it at eight forty five, it's gonna be over. It's like no no no. You can start at eight forty five and somehow it's still gonna be on that fucking scene. That's that's what I'm right. with these that's things. That's right. And like right. you can watch it today like and then try to watch it tomorrow and it's still gonna be, yeah. You can watch it today and tomorrow. You'll be on the same scenes both times. I've got a break in five four. I got three, one right now actually. Two, one. Mine's a little bit behind yours, but I just got one now. It's Zebra.com, buddy. But I think Star Wars is one. That's a funny one, actually. I think... I think on A New Hope, it, it's on the cantina scene, but it's it's after they've already kind of talked to uh, uh, Han Solo. It's, like, already at that point, where he's like, looks like you got yourselves a ship. And then it goes... Like, if, if they always show those fucking special edition turds, 
So after that scene, it goes right to that Jabba the Hutt thing that was cut out of the original. So it's like the CGI'd fucking Jabba part, you know. And and Han Solo calls him a a, a wonderful human being, which is stupid, you know, because obviously he's not. But maybe it's supposed to be sarcastic. That's kind of how they sold that part. But when they added it, but it's just it's just dumb. Um, yeah, I think for A New Hope, especially pretty sure it's always the scene like right when Han Solo says uh looks like you got yourselves a ship you know that part it's always when I turn that movie on it's like right there so it's like I missed the whole cantina scene except, and then it goes right into the Jabba thing at least you're not me at the end of the fucking movie I mean I'm <laughs> saying, even when I was a little kid I remember it was always at the end of the film I'm trying to remember there's a lot of movies like that for me too and like it'll be at the end of the goddamn but movie. I want to say something about People have to realize, and I'm talking about the first film, it was a global phenomenon before most people were even born that like it. Yeah. Like, it was already, like, huge. By the way, mine is back on right now. Mine is not. Mine has, like, it's finishing up a, an ad right now. It's got... About Should like, I pause it? Yeah, please. It's got about, like, seven or eight seconds. I'm at 58.53. It's a shot of the moon. Okay. I'll let you know. I have to watch a stupid like fit shoe commercial. Can we just hurry? Can we come on, please? Thank you. All right, good. I'm pause it. That's the moon right now on my thing. And now there's a doggy. He's going geechy. There's Michael Berryman running with the baby. We are good to go. Is that where you're at? Yeah. Unfortunately, using the Tubi app, it makes uh, an hour and a half movie go for three hours, so. Next, we have to have almond milk commercials and fucking no damn Levitra ads and shit. Like, I have Peacock, which is the streaming app from Xfinity, from Comcast, Yeah, and they'll show one ad at the beginning and there's nothing for hours, which is pretty dope. This this app used to be like that. But again, that that app isn't free either. Right. Which, you know, I noticed now, uh, what was it? I was watching something that never had ads on it, and now it does, and it was bothering me. I can't remember. Whatever. It was another streaming service where I was like, why does this have ads now? It's just stupid. Um, but yeah, back to what I was saying about that shit. Um, I think it's there's, another, there's one I'm thinking of. Last Action Hero. The part towards the end where they're fighting on the fucking roof... It's always that scene. Like, I, I think I've only seen that movie all the way through, like, once. Because every time I put it on TV, they're on, like, that fucking rooftop at the end. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but it's like... It's like... At, Here's the thing. And that that's always that scene in that movie. I remember that. Here's a weird thing about that movie. As a Schwarzenegger fan that grew up with all his classic stuff, when I initially saw that movie, I was really disappointed. Yeah. But then if you take it for what it is and watch it now, it's not really that bad. Yeah. And like but, I said, I just haven't... But, but, but you have to take... Like I said, I don't have... I mean, I was kind of young when that came out, but not really. But, but the thing was, I mean, I wasn't like 80, but I wasn't like 30 either. I was like, you know, still a teenager. But it was very disappointing because it's like... It's like Jingle All the Way. Like I don't like that movie. Like I just yeah. don't. Like I just, 
I like twins. That's a comedy that he did. Junior, yeah. I thought was stupid. Right. But like last action, you know, if you take it for what it is, like I've watched it recently, or within the past like couple years, yeah, I actually enjoyed it. It's it's okay, you know. But you just have to take it for what it is. Like I don't go into watching that like it's Terminator, you know. Yeah. It's just it's kind of silly. It's almost like it's spoofing itself. A little bit, um, yeah. But it, it's not a bad movie. And I, I tell you this, when I work at a record store, that soundtrack sold, like, buttloads. Yeah, it's a good soundtrack. Like, I don't know if the movie's considered a flop or not, but I know that, that fucking soundtrack, which I would cringe if I had to listen to anything off that right now, but I remember people would come in and buy it. You know, which the same year that that came out, you know, I was listening to fucking Covenant from Morbid Angel, so I wasn't interested in the last action heroes on track, but, right. you know, it was very popular. It had that clean track on it and yeah. Megadeth and et cetera, whatever, but, you know, it wasn't my thing, but we sold a lot of it, you know. And my friends had that soundtrack, so I would hear it in their cars, you know, and stuff. And this friend of mine, Anthony, that had a, he had a, a Ford Probe, if you know what <laughs> that car is, and, he, he was like brand new and we were driving around listening to the cassette of that in his car and like anthrax sounded like noise came out the same year and I'm like dude you take this stuff out like I want to listen to this cabinet record you know or the first crowbar you know yeah. or whatever but you know in utero came out that year too which was another one well that was the next year it was actually 94 excuse me but uh, that, you know whatever all that stuff kind of ran together but I remember last action here I remember that Sony really pushed that movie but I, I there were even toys for it but I'm pretty sure it was a flop I'm pretty sure it made more money but they could go back and revisit that movie I don't have anything against it it's not a bad movie yeah you know, well, that's but, just one of those weird ones that I always caught at the end so. never really familiar that, with the, it the dude that, that, like, that, that like reaper looking dude with the yeah Pretty sure the dude I'm playing is Tom Noonan, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Pretty sure. Yeah, it's my buddy. But, um, AKA Frankenstein. Yeah. Or Frank, as they call him, in Monster Squad. But, uh, Absolutely. He's been in a shitload of good movies. He's in fucking Heat. He's in fucking. Yeah. He's worked with fucking everybody. And that guy's a fucking badass. But I hope to get him on this podcast one day. Him and Robert Russell both. But, two guys that. I'm proud to say I'm friends with them because it's just cool. It's just, I, I don't know why. It's one of those things where it literally like, made my day when those guys out of me. I was just like, yes. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah. At least I think. Let's do a Facebook check and let's do the Dr. West friend check and see if I'm actually still friends with them. I fucking better be. Let's see. These people were just terrorized. D. Wallace is dead. The one bitch got shot. Then Nina got shot. She's hanging in there. It's like Oregon Trail in here now. Who's like, I'll go oh. die. Nina. I never get told. There goes Nina. Now the lights are off again. Which means <laughs> Jupiter and the boys are coming back to raise hell. That's funny, though. My two favorite things in this world are both of them being on my friends list is just awesome <laughs> and, and here's one I want to tell everybody about this because I complained about this if you ever listened to this podcast one time I haven't complained about this in forever okay Jacory and I'm going to do it today for Halloween you know what still chops my ass what's that 
Tom Hearn adds Corey. I've tried to add that old cocksucker a thousand times. That prick will not add me. He just won't do it. That's, that's an old cocksucker. <laughs> Those of you who don't know. And what's Fright Night, I think, is an overrated movie. Well, I think Boys is a thousand times better. One. No, he's doing great, but the guy's a fucking cocksucker. It's like, thanks for never adding the old prick. You know? <laughs> I'd rather give him the fucking wheelchair experience from fucking Friday too. If that's what you deserve, <laughs> I'm gonna fucking hatchet you and then kick you down the fucking stairs in the fucking rain. <laughs> I'm gonna give him the dash. He yeah, gets the fuck the, off. He gets the fuck off. <laughs> no, it's just weird, but it's funny because we've talked about this for years. Um, <laughs> if you guys out there, you know, have experienced this, and and but it's funny how people will do that, you know, because. You know, it's it's just it's it's weird to me where maybe they're not paying attention. They add they accidentally add you, which is awesome, you know, or they actually did want to add you, or they or they purposely because we reject you, they're purposely rejecting you. You know, it's bad. Are you saying sometimes they don't pay attention? I do the quarterback sneak, and I'm in the friend zone. I'm not saying that's how you got, but I, I think I think for me anyway, I think with some of the people that have added me, I think they weren't paying attention. They just added me. I, I think know. I feel like a lot of them very carefully add because I very carefully add people and I don't even need to I mean I couldn't imagine somebody that gets from requests daily like those kinds of people that have I mean I'm sure they're really looking at who it is because I mean so I don't know maybe they don't, I don't know. yeah but what I'm saying is like and I'll say this on this podcast if you guys send me a friend request I'll add you I'm on Facebook yeah. you know you can find me uh, just look up Ronnie Dio, and it'll in parentheses it says Doctor Vincent West. That's me. It's not somebody that works for us. That's me. So yeah. send me a friend request. I'll add you. Um, it's usually full. I don't know why people add me, but I never send friend requests to people, and I get people sending them to me all the fucking time. I don't know what the fuck it is. It's weird, and they're real people. I thought initially it was like bots, but it's not. But I guess somebody's listening to us. But if you guys want to. Add me, send me a thing. I don't give a shit. I'm there. I'm somewhere, you know. But I do stuff like, I did a thing. I put a post of a picture of us in Florida with a post on it the other day on a page. I left it there for like 24 hours and then I deleted it. So you get special little treats if you follow us on Facebook. You'll get to actually see pictures of me occasionally and I'll leave it there for about 14, 24 hours and then I delete it. So... I'm going to do it again for Halloween. I'm going to put another masked photo of me up with me saying something on there. Probably Happy Halloween or something. And I'll, and I'll leave it there for 24 hours and I'll delete it. And I don't leave those because I don't want people knowing me or what I do or, you know. But, you know, you find me, add me. You uh, want to look at the stuff, it's cool. Follow us on Facebook. If you do, you will get to see little cool stuff like that. Like I put a little cool candid photo of me in Pensacola Beach. Oh, yeah. And it's pretty awesome. And then, and then I left it there and let it get about 100 views, and then I deleted it. So. I, I don't leave it on there because I don't want people tracing me. Like, oh, I've, I've got Dr. Witt. It's like, no, you don't. You know, unless you screenshot it, you don't got it, you know. I'm a ghost. I haunt this podcast and others, and uh, that's how I like it. But that's right. But yeah, I think um, 
There's a little doggy. He's going to get you. I've been trying to get in the Halloween mood this year, and I just haven't been feeling it. I'm hoping I do it tonight. I'm actually going to go see The Exorcist tonight. Yeah. Um, going with, um, going with uh, Cody Lamone. <laughs> does our video game stuff. And uh, it's going to be fun. I'm excited about it. Um, I think it's going to be cool. Um, he's never seen it, so that's going to be funny. Anytime you get to watch it... Uh, like he had never seen The Shining and I went and saw The Shining with him and um, that was hilarious because you know he, he had never seen it so it just bears my mind some of the stuff he's never seen like he'd never seen it's weird he, he, there's stuff he has seen there's other stuff that he's never seen you know he's like oh I've never seen that it's like he gotta be kidding me you know like I let him go back to the future recently he'd never seen it right. which is weird you know I didn't let him bear the trilogy I just let him bar the film you know yeah just the first film and he was like dude this that was great it's like you know there you go you know well, there's Nina um, we have a report Nina is dead Nina has shit the bucket I mean this movie is kind of like the, the uh, last house on the left where it's just very low budget and very gritty yeah and it doesn't stop it just keeps on going so now Brenda is uh I don't know, a second ago she was like drooling. So I guess that is. It's Ethel Carter. It's old Nina Carter. And, uh. Yeah, Bobby over there. Trying to get. Of course, you got Joe Burrow's dad wearing the Ohio State jersey. <laughs> or shirt. <laughs> Bobby didn't know that that is Joe Burrow's dad before he transferred to shitty LSU. Yep. Um. And yeah, you know, the police or air force going to come out there and help you with these fucking mongoloids in the hills. There you go. You got the air force rescue. Uh-huh. I like these. These fucking uh, Cro-Magnons fucking took our damn baby and killed my Nino. I think old uh, Doug Wood, which is uh, Greg Ullman in this movie, he's uh, running around with the dog. I think he's trying to find some help on foot, from what I saw. Been a while. So I'll see this. I don't remember what the fuck happens from here on. But I always remember the, the your baby's fat scene, because that seems to be the... When it's on TV, the only point that it, you know the TV wants to show me is that part. Stand on your heads and put your thumbs up your ass. So it's what's his name that's fucking with him. There you go. Michael Berryman. Gotta love him. They're fucking crazy in this movie. Bunch of crazy fucks. Yep, there's old Doug Wood. Looks like a 70s porn star. They got their nasty ass fucking little cave dwell right there. But that smells fantastic in there. He's got like his Lego hair wig. It's just funny. Dude, it's just. Did you say Lego hair? <laughs> it does. It looks like his Lego hair. It's like he just snapped it on. 
He's got his little cowlick too. He's just like, yeah, yeah. I got an ad in six seconds. Three, two, one, and interruption. And it's match.com. You're like, wow, we met online and we had a child and got engaged in two months. It's like, congratulations, that's really stupid. And we're going to be divorced in, in about six months. It's like, well, I love to travel because I'm an air, I'm a flight attendant, and I just really want to get out there and meet some guys. And then the dudes are like, I'm a recovering addict, and uh, I'm in and out of jobs, and I don't have a car, so please marry me. And then they do. It's awesome. Because yeah, I think a lot of that happens. Yeah, it's really weird. Um... Now I got more shoe ads for allbirds.com. <laughs> I'm not even going to make that joke, but I wouldn't. <laughs> Tell me when to unpause this. <laughs> I am. I'm about halfway through about like uh, 17 ads, so we're, we're getting there. It's, the little ring that says ad is like half full, so. Now we got the zebra.com. I just to tell you guys a story, so. Lila, which is wheelchair fucker's cat, is staying with me here in Florida while he is visiting somewhere in the state. I'm not really sure if friends. I think they're in Alabama and Gulf Shores. He has a friend there. But anyway, but she just literally looked at me like Captain Howdy from the Exorcist and like freaked out random hallways. So I don't know what's going to her today. <laughs> She's, She's very strange. Yeah. Still going. She's a weird cat. What's that? Then we got the new GMC Hummer HV ad because people want a pickup truck Hummer. I'm sure I'll see plenty of fucking dipshits driving that eventually. Bunch of meatheads. Get inside my people Hummer. Too much money. People get inside my Hummer. I'm going to fuck you. Yeah, whatever. Almost done. Uh, we got another Febreze ad. This is a Febreze car ad. Where you can put the little, whatever, the little thing on your thing, you know, air vent, air vent, bullshit. Okay, so the ads are done. Here we go. Ads are done. Now it's back to... Hit play? Yep, hit play. They're fixing a tire. Little Bobby's taking the tire off. He's actually putting gasoline in the middle of it. You got Brenda over here. Beating and battered. Louis is crazy. <coughs> Sorry, visceral and like you said, it's very gritty. Like it's you can tell they filmed it on a old porn director's camera because that's what it looks like. It just looks like a porno. Looks like an old porno. What's weird is in Grand Theft Auto Five, there's some people that look like the Hills Have Eyes characters that you have <laughs> to go kill. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. It's kind of funny. That's what it makes me think about. It's what, for some reason today, every time I see them, I'm just like, I just want to go shoot them. <laughs> I'm gonna turn that movie on and go. You know the funny thing about. Grand Theft Auto, like on San Andreas is like the first one where they had like the country in there. And I guess it's supposed to be like Texas, 
more or less. But Sam was up there in Pensacola. <laughs> when we were going through uh, Alabama, like from where I picked you up, it's, it's you and me hogging back from the bar. <laughs> <getting food. laughs> it is. Um, but going through, we went through Montgomery, Alabama, and in that video game, there's there's just an area called Montgomery. So while the whole time I was there, I was just thinking it was San Andreas. I was like, this is actually what that game looks like. Yeah, you actually see, yeah. When you, when you actually see it, but I think it's geographically with it's supposed to be Texas is what's supposed to be, but it actually looked like you know Montgomery, Alabama, which is weird. Then you got the doggy; he's going to get you. Eating Michael Barron's. I thought play. the dog died. I could have sworn the dog gets killed. Oh, there remember there is the there, there is a dead dog that they see in the movie, but I don't know if it's this one later. I don't remember. He's trying to get his fucking knife here. Here comes Papa Jupiter. Just trying to shoot the dog. That's a scary situation. To fucking deal with that. Fucking dog attack? Fuck that. Oh, yeah. Never had to deal with it, but I've came pretty close a couple times. There's actually a... When I lived in upstate New York, you know, we lived on a, uh, you know, up on a... Ooh, God. Some solid ankle gore right there. Um... We lived on a hill in upstate New York, you know, it's country, shit up there. And, uh, down the road, like, I always walked everywhere, because my friend, my friend's house was down the street, so I just walked, and Mm -hmm. cornfields, all that kind of shit. A very spread out area. But next to my friend's house, there was, their neighbor had a dog named Pharaoh, he's a gigantic-ass German Shepherd. Never really, like, met him or the neighbors but he would always bark like crazy when I would walk down past the house so one day I had my Razor scooter out and I was out on my driveway I'd just drive it back and forth and you know just whatever it was just on my driveway not bothering anybody just kind of hanging out and it was getting dark then I remember it was like almost like the sun was almost completely down and then out of nowhere, Pharaoh was standing at the edge of my driveway. Which he never got out ever. He never was just like roaming around. He was an indoor dog, you know. I just came to a complete stop with my scooter and we just had like a Mexican standoff. Like He was just standing there at the edge of my... Because I, I didn't know if that dog was mean or not. I had no idea. I didn't want to know. So... We just stared at each other. I did not move like it was a goddamn bear. And then he eventually just walked off and went back down the street. But that was one of the scariest, most intense moments I had ever been in. Because I thought if I moved, he was going to chase me. I mean, I had a scooter, but he would have fucking wrecked my ass, you know. And there would be nobody to help me. You know, My mom was inside, and I was out, you know. And the owner of that dog was obviously not right there. He's probably just at home or dog just got out. So I would have been fucked. <laughs> just been eaten alive on my damn scooter. Shit freaked me out. So when I see a big German Shepherd tearing somebody's limb off, you know, I uh, think back at that moment because I thought that was going to happen to me, but I don't know. Maybe the dog was nice and I was just being cautious, but I didn't want to take any fucking chances because he would have 
rip my damn throat out. Very scary. So yeah, I don't I don't do any kind of dog attack shit or you know. I always feel like that could have possibly happened to me, and I would have not enjoyed it. I got attacked on my skateboard when I was like 12 years old yeah. by a government painter. Oh, fuck that. That's another one. No, thank you. And I thought I told you this story, but I'll share this on here. And I ended up in the hospital. Like, it was bad. And the bad just kind of came out everywhere out of this neighborhood in this cul-de-sac where Mom and I lived. Um in Fort Lauderdale when we first moved to Florida and we were there for a while we originally had these um, low income housing and then we moved into this really nice neighborhood but these people just refused to do anything with their dog and this is a true story like I'm not even making this up so when I got out of the hospital I never saw the dog again it was weird it's like it just disappeared you know I didn't know whatever happened to it yeah and I'm on an ad too shit okay I'm at one hour and 19, 19 minutes, 54 seconds. So when you get back to it, um, well, what I was going to tell my companion's got the, throat ripped out, so there's that. Dog disappeared, never saw it again. My uncle died in 2005. Yeah. And at the funeral, I found out that my uncle had went over there and killed that dog. Damn. I never knew what had happened. That's how protective of me he was. And that dog was like crazy anyway. Like it was like, it wasn't right. And it's not like him to do stuff like that. Yeah. But I'm not sure. I was never told what he did with it. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> yeah. You know. But it was one of those things. I mean, it damn near killed me. Like it ripped up my legs and my arms. Like it, it bit me like all over the place. I had to have like a, a lady shot and all this other shit. It was bad, you know, and, and but I never knew the story until he died. Like, that's what it had. Because I just, you know, it wasn't like anybody ever talked about it. I just never saw the damn thing again. Right. This is kind of a weird story, but yeah. No, that's, that's fucking nuts. But that thing was, that thing was awful, man. Like, my mom came out there to get the dog off of me. She was hitting it with the top of a trash can lid. <laughs> And I didn't even phase it, you know. It's not like my mom was even trying to hurt. My mom loves animals, you know. Right. It's nothing like that. Well, she was just trying to get it off me. Like, she was using like cat shield, you know, like Captain America shield. She was like trying to like, and it worked. Got it finally got him off me. Yeah. I'm, I'm back on too. Okay. Got Brenda here. She's uh, she's seeing well Papa Mercury here jog over to her. That's what I'm looking at here. He's just skipping to his loo. He's gonna find out that his friend just got ripped apart, but there he's running around with his magnum, he's ready to go. Papa Mercury. They use the dead Nina as bait. That's that's another creepy thing about this movie. It's like, yeah, just put Nina on a fucking lawn chair and just use her as bait. Whatever. She's like dead as fuck. It's really weird. 
know Bobby here needs to get this fucking car rolling with his tire taken off. Come on now, Bobby. There you go. Cut the old rope. Tied his ass up. Look at that. It's beautiful. <laughs> that would actually hurt like a bitch to getting rolled through that sand like that with the rocks. Oh, yeah. Especially how hot it probably is, you figure. Just fuck. Well, now you're screwed. You didn't put gasoline in the... They probably didn't know that they were siphoned either. They got siphoned. Uh, I'm guessing now, the night before. Now, he's pretty fucked up. They just need to walk over there and start kicking him in his bag. You know? It's, what have you got to lose? Go in there and fucking... Start fucking him up. Let him gain traction to come back in there. He's about to come in there with this damn machete. Got some propane tanks ready. There we go. He set the trap. Good job. Oh, that's cool. They got the match on the on the door, so when he goes to open it, it's gonna like that. That's like a one in a million shot, too. You know, there's some ballsy people if they think that's gonna work. God damn it! Go ahead and strike that match, fool. Oh, there it goes. Yeah, the problem is, like, how the fuck are you going to get out of the desert now? I guess the smoke, well, somebody will find them. It's the other thing, they're pretty fucked in this situation regardless, so they're... <laughs> everything's off a damn whim what they're doing at this point, so... Like, if not, you're going to starve to death and be in a fucking desert, but at least you're not going to get killed by some maniac that's in the damn hills. I don't even know if he's fucking dead or not. Nope. There he is. Come on, get that axe. He just fucking body... Actually, like... Andre the Giant body slammed him. He gonna shoot his giant ass. It's a big fucking man. Shoot him again. I would have shot him maybe a couple more times. Who were me? There we go. You got Ruby that got rescued here from. Uh, really exist. Douglas, Jamie, Trent, <laughs> and Evil Sis. They're from Alabama. They're actually, and it's Bama has eyes, is what it's called. <laughs> City that they're from. But, uh,. Yeah, you don't want to mess with Jupiter dogs. He'll get you. He's out there somewhere. You don't know where. He and his family will they'll fuck you up if you end up breaking down. They'll do it Auburn style. That's yeah. how they do it. I'll do it. But, yeah, I always like this movie. I like the second one better, honestly. I think the second one has a better flow to it. This this, this movie is a nightmare to watch if you're drunk or stoned. It's a fucking shit show. Um, I've watched it stoned once and it was absolutely terrifying. 
it's just uncomfortable, you know. Well, because of how gritty it is and stuff like that, it's like it's not that it's real, but it feels like you know the way it's made is definitely you know very real. And this stuff could happen. There's nothing. There's nothing unrealistic about any of this. You know, you could be very well hunted down in the fucking desert by fucking cave people. I mean, it's just possible. And now you got this fucking rattlesnake right here. Like, that's another one. You know, you can just have all these dangers surrounding you. It's freaky deaky, man. And you got Ruby fucking helping you because she wants the baby. So, go on there, Ruby. Sand in this dude's face. It's pretty funny. So now you got the distraction there. The assist. Go on there, fucking Greg Allman. Let's go. Fuck you waiting on. Left your damn shiv. He's going up to get this damn baby. But the guy that in the remake uh, that I guess is supposed to be this guy he gets like the worst of it in that remake it's like really gory and pretty fucking shitty you mean the family member or the or the victim here yeah the victim here the, this Doug guy the porn porn stash I'm pretty sure the guy in the remake that's supposed to be him he gets like he gets fucked pretty hard I've only seen that movie a couple times too, and that one's. Yeah, like I said, it's worth watching. If you like gore shit, and for newer movies, and, and even like the remake train, you know, that's actually one of the pretty re- rewarding remakes, I think. You know, that it actually is pretty good, you know. So I think that one was like 07 or whatever, and. They started doing decent remakes by then, you know, like the Friday Thirteenth one was '09, and you get bit by a snake. It's very painful. I've never been bitten by a snake. Looks like Tom Savini. He does a little bit. Oh, for y'all that don't know who Tom Savini is, he is actually our newest participant in prostate stretch at our uh, Phantasm Fest. What you get to do is you get to walk up and pet his mustache while he fucking stretches his prolapsed anus over a fucking uh, machete dildo. He also has about five prosthetic masks to choose from that he can wear after the mustache uh, fondling. So if you want him to, you know, have a Tales from the Dark Side mask, he'll put that on. Or even the uh, mongoloid young Jason mask, he'll wear that one. So, I mean, just... You know, mask that he's made. Anything, anything you want. <clears throat> and that's it. The movie's that's it. The movie ends with him stabbing the fuck out of that dude, and then it's just like Merp. the weirdest endings like ever. <clears throat> so yeah, um, yeah, that's a new addition to our thing. So if you want a uh, a retro style. Tom Savini, you know, he'll even wear his uh, his his armor from uh, from Martin too. So if you want him to look like Martin the Vampire while he's um, fisting his hole, then you know you can have him do that too. It's all a matter of how you want to pay for. Well, it. my favorite thing that he's doing, and this is something that I think is very exciting, is um, 
it's called the the gore bomb. And what it is is fans get to sit with goggles on because of COVID nineteen. Yes, you wear a mask as well. And what happens with the gore bomb is, and this is only for very select people. Um, Tom takes his his old worn out rectum and fills it full of his fucking fills it full of his blood and cat livers and all the you know nasty stuff he's used in all his movies. And then what he does is he walks over and just farts it in your face. <laughs> <clears throat> he he just fucking wretches it right out right out his fucking old anus into your face. Um just severe scrap. And he doesn't and so wondering, like, why 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 Tom Savini, Doctor West? I'm like, well, you know, he's a rock star this podcast for several years and I figure, you know, he deserves to be part of, of something that we do, so I've included him in this today as a special Halloween treat. It's also a special um, one if he dresses like the biker from Dawn of the Dead and you can have your face painted like a zombie and he will come and <laughs> do the same gore bomb special but it's called Dawn of the Duke. <laughs> <laughs> He's fucking... <laughs> takes a sloppy gore shit in your face. <laughs> Everybody asks him for his gore stuff so if he, you know, you're really excited you can get a... you can have his, his, his fucking prolapsed anus fucking <laughs> puke in your face. <laughs> he'll 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 graze it across your across your fucking chin and mouth if if you pay extra for it. If you want to feel his his fucking worn out, tainted old fucking prolapsed fucking rectum grazing across your face. <laughs> and like I said, the, the main thing he's doing for our regular patrons is just his his. Uh, his taint and stretch, which is where he rubs his taint, and then and then and then and then, <clears throat> and then does rectal exercises on the machete dildo. Um, now, students of his uh, and, of his school get in for free. So, if you want <laughs> any of you guys, but you know, you'd have to uh, you have to tag him on Twitter uh, if you want to get free admission. But you have to show your your Savini uh, your Savini Effect School ID. To uh <laughs> to get in free, but you still have to pay for the rest of the show. But the Tom Savini one, you could view, have a special uh, VIP viewing party. Where you but he won't, he won't fart guts into your face, though. No, he doesn't get. You just you get. That's how special patrons get that. <clears throat> you get to watch him fart in other people's faces, but you get a front row seat to watch him doing it. But that's it. Only paying customers get the experience of uh, the gore farting. <laughs> in his face. <laughs> but it's a pretty fun experience pretty that we're adding to our new Phantasm Land uh, exhibit there. And sometimes maybe a special night we'll have like a three ring circus thing going on where we got him touching his taint and fisting his asshole and then you got fucking Jeffrey Combs in another spotlight to the right and he's fucking doing the same thing putting all kinds of shit in his asshole getting... <coughs> And then it's pretty got, exciting. Then you got another one to the right, another one. That's the you know the third ring, and it's just wheelchair fucker pissing on people's faces. <laughs> <laughs> so you got two people fisting their assholes and putting stuff in there, prolapsing. And you got wheelchair fucker. He's just gonna pee on the uh, spectators. I'm gonna share this because I just saw this on commercial. Why would anybody buy a cheeseburger pizza that's covered in Thousand Island dressing? Ew. The fuck is that? So apparently now, 
I, I guess Hardy's has bought out. I'm making a joke about this, but it's, I'm not saying this is real, but it's like Hardy's bought out or Burger King bought out Papa John's and now they're just making these like fucking stoned, stoned idea pizzas. It's like, what is this? <laughs> it's like, how high are you right now? You're just combining. It's like, I got a fucking shrimp taco pizza. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm just weird, but I think some of these marketing directors are just fucking blazed out of their minds. <laughs> like, we gotta come up with something fresh and new. It's like, yeah, let's put a fucking Big Mac. Well, that's just like, I mean, every, everything at fucking Sonic right now is like, try a new garlic, bacon, butter, hot fudge sundae. It's a hot fudge sundae with a banana on garlic, buttered toast, <laughs> with fucking a cheeseburger patty and a ton of ketchup and, and hot fudge sauce. It's like, what is this? <laughs> And then that Dairy Queen is the same thing. It's like, come try our new fucking mesquite chicken barbecue milkshake. <laughs> I mean, what is the deal with these? Re- it's like, it, it, I guess it's, I guess it's a youth thing. I just don't understand why people want to eat like their meal with their dessert. It's the weirdest thing in the world to me. <laughs> it's like, come on in the DQ today and get your morning started with our with our new fucking Red Bull chocolate mocha coffee shake. <laughs> I mean, I just, I don't get it. You know, or, 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 or kind of, get your man running with Duncan with our new fucking five-hour energy pastries. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. Maybe I, I just don't understand it's it. everything now, I don't know. And everybody's, everybody's wonder why, that's why everybody's just a hateful butthole on, like, everything, because everybody's amped up on caffeine. Yeah, and their hormones are fucked because they eat all this crap all day, and then they, they're just angry because they're, Putting can I tell you a product that I find disturbing? Can I can I tell you a product that I find completely and totally disturbing that exists? Yeah. Muscle milk. Why? Why? Why does that exist? Yeah, it's uh like I'm lactose intolerant anyway. I think milk is disgusting. But you've got milk with with, with five hour energy and speed and crack and B twelve and all this other shit in it, it's like okay. <laughs> Why don't you just drink a regular glass of milk if you like milk and then take vitamins instead of drinking everything in one thing? Yeah, it's the same as like a protein shake, but those are for people that don't want to fucking just put powder in a cup with fucking milk in it. They would just. But listen, man, I'm telling you, it's like everything has just gotten lazy. It's like. Yeah, it has. It's like. It's like, come to Dairy Queen today to try our all new fucking, you know, <clears throat> fucking meatball marinara shake. Fresh <laughs> Italian meatballs. <laughs> thick rich red sauce in our in our creamy chocolate shake it's like oh god what are you, I mean what is this I just I'm serious I don't understand it and it's it's like we ate at Subway when we were hanging out together when Corey came to Florida and like um some of the stuff they saw in there is just uh, it's, it's, it's like people go in these restaurants and look at like a Subway menu then they leave and they go to Dairy Queen and make it happen it's like it's like for our fucking health nuts, try our new fucking Red Bull and tuna shake. The Red Bull keeps you going all day. The fresh tuna and creamy vanilla milkshake. But, <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> That's the kind of shit they serve at these places. And I, I think people are just disgusting. Sometimes listening to people order food, it's just like it's I'm just so, <laughs> what are you ordering? You know? <laughs> oh, it is true. It's funny, though. 
that, and and the, the, the men are what these men that eat this stuff are walking around. They look like they're fucking pregnant, <laughs> like they're ready to drop. And and they've got fucking they've got bitch tits, <laughs> and they've got fucking and they're and they go around and fucking eat this crap. I mean, I would never eat a fucking Dairy Queen. Like and it, and they're going there and it's like it's just like. I don't know how they just don't change their name to fucking plus size queen because it's just it's, <laughs> if you're not plus size you're going to be after you eat there enough times it's just disgusting man it's just gross I mean it really is it's disgusting and I just I can't believe people eat this stuff it's just like it's like it's like smooth smooth creamy mozzarella cheese and our in our mayonnaise milkshake with fresh Italian meatballs yeah, I don't get it. And it's like, and it's nothing that extreme. Obviously, I'm being extreme with it, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, I know exactly what I'm talking about. It's terrifying, honestly. It is a little bit. Well, it's dangerous, you know. Like I try to watch everything that I eat now, and it's like I cheated a little bit when we were out of town, you know, together. Yeah. Final thoughts on it? Yeah, it's uh, it's very good, very good movie. It's up there with the classics. I think it holds it's, up. It's a good one. It's, it's holds up now. I don't know how I like it, but and it's a classic that holds up. I, I, we, I swear, I, if you go back through, it's almost like we watched that before. But I swear, it feels like we watched that one. You know, we might have. I don't know. I really don't think we have. <laughs> we did again. It's Halloween, so fuck it. Fuck it, you know. But yeah, it's uh. I could have sworn we watched that movie before though together. <clears throat> Maybe we didn't though. I really don't think we have. Like I said, if we did, we've done it again. So we're gonna. It's Halloween. Halloween is uh. Ritualistic in a sense where people watch the same shit all the time, you know, that they watch every year. So you know, I'm looking at it that way, I guess. 
Uh, it was definitely a weird one. Yeah. Well, we thank you all for listening and hopefully watching as well. And um, I hope you have a very uh, horrible and uh, gruesome Halloween. And uh, just be safe out there. And make sure you uh, have candy on hand because you don't want anyone to kill you because you don't have any. So just make sure that you're good to go for that. Um, Corey's going to have a... Uh, yeah. Vegan taco pizza from Domino's. Ugh. I know that's not a commercial. It's just like, why are you making these things? I could just go on and on with it. It's like, <laughs> try, our, try our new mesquite barbecue, hot fudge sundae yogurt pizza. <laughs> it's, it's just America. I feel like people are actually getting better in America, but when you look at the what they're creating in fast food now, it's just like. Maybe they're not. Maybe people are getting even fatter. I don't know. Because, like, the stuff they put out now, it's like... People... Mo- there must be a demand for this stuff where it's, like, their main thing on It's TV. a death sentence, man. I mean, anything on Burger King's menu is a death sentence. The same thing with Taco Bell. It's like, I love Taco Bell, but everything they're trying to do now, they're just like, we're going to put cheese over top of the burrito, so you, you just have to have cheese on everything. It's like... And, of course, I can't eat that shit. You know, once in a while, I'll eat it, but sure. it's like... That stuff I really try not to eat anymore. <clears throat> and with their new items, it's like they they take off the potatoes, which is like the healthiest goddamn thing they had on the menu, and they took those off. And now they're like, try our grilled cheese burrito, where it's got cheese over top of the burrito itself. It's like, why? And in the burrito, is the cheese inside enough? And then it's like we got to put melt cheese on the outside, and then they have this. New like, and don't forget, inside the wrapper, we wrap an entire wrapper in nacho cheese. <laughs> they have like that grande stacker thing, and it's like it's it's a crunch wrap, but it's layered three times, and it's got cheese on every layer. And, 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 and don't forget, don't forget our don't forget our new Mountain Dew nacho cheese with <laughs> extra caffeine. Drink. Don't forget our caramel empanada. It's got cheese. Cheese covered all over it. It's like why? <laughs> and try try our new cinnamon twist box. And it's just got fucking. It's just <laughs> you open the box. It's just swimming in nacho cheese. It's like and you just fucking nacho cheese is nasty. I really thought nacho cheese was fucking gross. It's not even real cheese. It's just like it's just nasty. I don't know. They, it's made from like you know what it is. It's it's wet cheese wheels. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's just microwave cheese whiz. It's like because cheese whiz has a consistency to it. They just like they just like fizz it out in a bowl in a microwave and just like melt it. And then they're like, here's that melted cheese whiz. Grilled cheese. I've been with it. It's like I'm fucking melted cheese. It's just like it's gross. And then everyone's like, yeah, putting my putting my wick in their fucking nacho cheese basket. They're like, like, Corey, I don't feel good. It's like, well, maybe because you ate a fucking. Grilled cheese over the top, grilled cheese patty melt, fucking triple decker from Taco Bell. It's like, of course you don't feel good. There's a lot of nasty shit you just ate, and it's gonna affect your body for like two days. Because <laughs> your body's like, oh, what'd you do to me? It's like, oh no, just put a bunch of fucking cheese in my body. So like, I don't know about you, but I like to take shits once a day. I don't like to wait two days because I ate cheese. <clears throat> I can't eat cheese. Anyway. It's rough, man. I mean, I ate it on pizza. Yeah. I don't get it on my food. I don't eat cheeseburgers generally. Sometimes I will get one. Mm-hmm. I have one the other day in front of you, but yeah. I generally don't even get it on those. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm so. on McDonald's horse meat burger. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone, hopefully, stay safe. And uh, if somebody, you know, 
Wear a mask. Yeah, wear a mask. Taking your children out a lot. A lot of places aren't doing trick or treating this year anyway. So if you're going out doing your thing, I get it. You know, I've done it. So just be safe about it and try not to, you know, get killed or kill anyone yourself. And if you do go trick or treating and someone hands you a fucking goddamn Whopper Junior, you should probably just piss on their face. You know, whatever. Whatever candy you want, whatever. I, I, if I were you, I would just go to the grocery store and get the the half price shit and get those gigantic bags for like four bucks, and you can live off it for like a month and ruin your teeth, like I did. So just do that. Be good to go. But, uh, hey, hey Ron, I wanted to do one more thing before we get off here. We we actually have a winner uh, through our mailbag that we did, uh, our secret ballot mailbag to win the Xenomorph. Alien Ridley Scott Dildo. Um, oh yeah, okay. And and it's a uh, uh, Terry from Knoxville uh, who won that. Um, and uh, the reason Terry won is he sent us a picture of him dressed up um, <laughs> as uh, Seth Rollins, and he was wearing crapless pants and stepping a dildo. Um, <laughs> and he said he really wanted the Xenomorph dildo because he doesn't get off. Uh, he had to force himself to get off so he could make a baby with his wife. And he was high on CBD oil. Right, he just, right, he was real high on CBD oil, so he lubed up <laughs> the dildo with CBD oils and then fucked it. Um, <laughs> to get the extra, then, uh, you know, extra nutrients. Here's the sweetest thing for this. He was too embarrassed to send all this stuff to us. It was sent by his brother, Chris. Um, and that was really sweet of him to do that. I, I think him and Chris need to just come out of the closet and just be together and, 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 and do their thing and own a CBD oil company and, you know, continue to watch bad wrestling together and fuck Xenomorph dildos, so. I think that's their place in this world, you know? Yeah, you know, uh, whatever you want to do with the dildo, that's on you. You want it, so congratulations and, you know. Yeah, congrats to the our couple, Chris and Terry. Hope you enjoy that. Yeah, and there's also uh, there's also double edged ones. You know, maybe we'll put another mailbag. You can get lucky twice. You can get yourself you know, a whole toy collection for your for your assholes to share. Um, well, the sad thing is, is Chris was telling me his penis wasn't big enough to even satisfy a woman or a man, so he has to wear a strap on. Uh, He's gonna put it over his, uh, his little pee pee. <laughs> that's what it's happening. He's gonna do he the. Puts it over. He doesn't even have to do the PP tuck. It's just, it just hangs right where, it, you know, it just hangs right there in the groin area, so you don't have to tuck it. It's just you can put that strap. It's just on a right. sack and a boom. So <laughs> it's just you know. when, you, when you put the strap on over it, it's enough to where it's not even touching the the fucking leather or anything like that. It's just it's just right there, you know. And there's no there's no crushing it like a pancake. It's just just a little. And, he, and the cool thing with him is he had a campaign to win this with us. He had a, it said "Make America Hard Again." <laughs> so you know, of course, I don't think he can get hard from what his email said. I think he just it's just like a little baby wiener. Like it doesn't do anything. There's no blood rushing to it. It's, it's kind of like a Ken doll. It's just nothing there. You know, it looks but, like a, it looks like a little thumb. You know, and it doesn't the thumb doesn't thumb up you. It's just it's just always just kind of there. You know. But I'm, proud, I'm proud of them. I hope their CBD oil business does good for them. I think them it's, and they, I think they it's mostly just like a mushroom. It's, it's mostly a mushroom just hanging there. There's no, like, neck to it, you know. <laughs> no stalk. It's just a fucking... 
It's like a head poking out. <laughs> well, the, the, the great thing is, is he has a really nice, like, uh, hipster beard. Mm-hmm. And he got that from shaving Terry's asshole and putting it on his face. He <laughs> had it had that cape on there, you know. <laughs> yeah, they had a very so, uh, compelling story sent to the to the email from what I'm reading here. So, um, yeah, props to you, you, you folks, and uh, you know, I hope you enjoy the xenomorph dildo, and hopefully, you know, you guys can you know have fun with that. Happy Halloween! Yeah, and happy Halloween. <laughs> From us at Phantasm, the 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 superior uh, podcast. But yeah, we uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, on top of that, and be on the lookout for our fan- Happy Halloween for our Phantasm Land stuff and more giveaways here at Phantasm. You know, you could always get lucky here, like uh, like Terry and and Chris did. So that's why you always check us out. Make sure you listen. Happy Halloween. Be safe. But most importantly. Stay fucking good. This is a hamburger. Getting hard and dry. Because it's cooking on a flame that's too high. At Hardee's, we make our hamburgers at a lower temperature. So they cook up thicker, succulent, full of natural juices. And the flavor doesn't go up in smoke. The new quarter pound burgers from Hardee's. A little closer to home.